I want to go to Bamford tonight. Is anyone going that way? The voice was well articulated and carried a faintly imperious note. The men clustered around the grimy, mobile snack bar turned their heads as one. Even Wally, owner and chef, was intrigued. He placed both palms on the chain-suspended, greasy counter projecting from the side of the vehicle and leaned across to see who'd spoken. With the shift of his not inconsiderable weight, the little white van quivered and there was an echoing jingle among its contents. A pyramid of packeted snacks slid apart and spread blue, red and green messages across the counter. Cheese and onion flavour, barbecue beef, chicken tikka. One fell over the edge to the ground. A customer, at whose feet it landed, picked it up and stuck it in the pocket of his leather blouson jacket. Wally was never so distracted that he missed something like that. He rolled a bloodshot eye, and the customer hastily fumbled for loose change and dropped a jumble of coins on the counter. Immediately he returned his gaze to the speaker. The isolated lay-by was cluttered with parked trucks. Wally's was a regular revittling stop for the long-distance lorry drivers. He dispensed hot drinks, burned sausages, wedges of heavy pastry stuffed with potato and swede, and euphemistically named pasties, bacon butties, and squares of currenty bread pudding. Wally's proud boast was that his food filled you up. It not only filled, it made the customer feel he'd never need to eat again. Wally's prices were low, his hygiene sketchy, he worked all hours. He saw, as he later told Sergeant Prescott, Life, just about everything. What he saw on this occasion was a girl he judged about eighteen or nineteen, slender in build, wearing jeans. She also wore a tweedy jacket of the sort Wally associated with the leathery men and women who occasionally descended from the cabs of horse boxes and loudly demanded service as if he'd been the ruddy Ritz. She was standing a short distance away, surveying them all in a critical fashion. And added Wally in the course of that later conversation. She was a stunner, just like one of them models. Tall, bit on the thin side, but hair like you never saw, masses of the stuff. Here Wally sounded a little wistful and passed a hand over his thinning pate. Wonderful colour, out of a bottle, I suppose, but marvellous it was. Sort of... Goldie bronze, she wasn't your usual run-of-the-mill hitchhiker, nor your ordinary tart. She had class. He sounded reverential. Similar thoughts ran through the mind of Eddie Evans. He was on his way home with an unladen lorry. An empty rig was bad business, but there'd been a bit of a mix-up, and an owner-driver like Eddie, a self-employed one-man band, as he termed it, was likely to be out of pocket. The weather had remained dull all day, although it was supposed to be springtime. This year winter seemed reluctant to give way to any warmer season. The sun was obscured by a thick wadding of cloud, and temperatures were unseasonably low. The trees and hedgerows were only slowly coming into bud. The spring flowers were all late. The grey mood had permeated Eddie's very being. He'd drawn into the lay-by at the sight of Wally's van, emblazoned with promises of hot and cold refreshments, not because he needed a cup of tarry tea to refresh the body, but seeking enlivening company to refresh the soul. Other drivers, several of whom he knew, gathered there at this time of day.